Hi, I'm Dave. And I'm Tyler. And this, this is, is the Capcom, Capcom Show. Too. This probably won't be nearly as long, but uh, there's a bit more that we want to talk about. Just just kind of a little bit of closure from part one. It, it should probably only be about half an hour. Both of us are really fucking tired at this point. You could probably tell us the last episode kind of dragged on. What'd you do, smoke a doobie already, or what? I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't tempt you? <laughs> Don't, not, not to tempt me, it's because all my weed stuff is back at home. It's not really much of a difference, is I guess is what I'm trying to say. When I'm slap happy and when I'm high, it's almost the same thing. Almost. I just ramble on more. Alright. Anyway, so one of the things that I wanted to touch on and and really, you know, kind of come to a full close. One of the things that's, that, that came out of this was you had a bunch of fucking redacted gang people. They're all fucking making memes about this, like, oh, three commies down. Uh, this guy's done more to boog than all you uh, lerp, larpers on the internet. And, and most, of the, most of the people putting this stuff out are larpers themselves. Yeah, that's another thing. That's Okay, first of all, that's stupid. The main thing is, nobody should be fucking happy that any of this happened. People died, and they're not the common enemy. The Essentially, um... I would have been happy coming out of this if Kyle died. Because Kyle's a wannabe cop. So. I mean. He I, needs to learn. He needs, he needs to fucking learn. He and he's to going learn. to because at least a couple of these charges are going to stick with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe some people are did saying, you know, maybe throughout this process he'll realize. He realized that he fucked up. Well, he this fucked, was a very only, traumatic experience for him. Uh, not only that he fucked up, that law enforcement isn't on his side either. No. So maybe this will be his really good learning opportunity. Uh, in that case, really, I, I really hope he learned his fucking lesson. Um, I mean, honestly, I, I think his mother should have fucking raised him a lot better. <laughs> to say the least. Um, but, uh, that's one thing. Nobody should be happy about this. And the, the, this really brought out, like, like I said in the part one, all the people who aren't actually pro-liberty, they're just anti-left. Yeah, which is fucking stupid, and I and I really hate this. And we get a lot of people like that, um, as on the left as well. And most of the time, it's just tankies. Um, yeah, yeah. Let me get back down. All right. Yeah, so tankies give the ancoms definitely an end. And well, yeah. I mean, tankies give the left a bad rap. Um, yeah, we don't really have much of an anti-right rhetoric. Uh, that's it's endemic. mostly just it's again it's mostly just the tanking armchair socialists. Yeah. Um. And you're you know our armchair socialists are like the same as your your, your larper kind of people. They're people who are like, well, you know, you you just doing things wrong, or you know, you can't say that, or it's 
It's essentially, it's people who have never done any demonstrations or events in their life. Mm -hmm. Dictating how people who have actually been out in the fucking streets with these demonstrations, with these riots, with these protests, telling them that they know better than them. And it's, it's really condescending and it really fucking pisses me off when I see it happen. Yeah, and then, unfortunately I'm seeing this a lot right now on the right with the redacted gang. Um, another thing that this brought out was the whole idea of, oh, commies aren't people, they're the fucking enemy. Uh, and I understand it because I used to be yeah. a part of that mindset. Yeah. And it's... It's, it's one of those things where you understand it's kind of it's a meme it's it's a joke it's fun to say it's you know it's a but then there's people that look at that and think you're serious and and, and then, that can be their blunder but still yeah and that's how you get the terrorist organization that's how the left always gets branded as a terrorist because they hate everything on the right most of the time and fortunately for America America's an off right country so mm-hmm I've already said company, but I mean, let's be honest here. Between the oil and big box corporations. Government's a corporation. Check in, mate. Yep. Liberals. Government is a corporation. Government's just a fucking corporation that you gave monopoly privileges to. I saw someone share a meme on that. Bingo. So, um... Uh... That's another thing. This whole idea of dehumanizing people who are ideologically different than you. Yes. Um... um you can. I I vote that it is there there is a gray area with it. There is a gray area to it. But I think it would make sense to be fair. We should avoid it as much as possible. Yes. Um definitely uh and I did I did make a case about this uh last night when we were talking about uh me and a group of comrades were talking about uh the Kyle Rittenhouse shooting. <laughs> And uh, and I brought up the fact that Grasscalce should have fucking domed him right there. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing I said was, is when you're out in the field like that, and if you have someone who's aggressive towards your side, and that's when I said any good fascist is a dead fascist, or at least a disarmed one. The left likes to pride themselves on the whole idea and aspect of humanitarianism and humanitarianism, and I like to I like to see that true. I, I mean, I would like to see that true as well. But when it comes down to it, if you have someone who is a direct threat, doesn't matter if they're fascist, doesn't matter if they're libertarian. If they're a threat, they're a threat. They're a threat. They're a threat. You take them out. That's you. Your job is to protect people. That threat needs to be neutralized. And if you feel, if you feel the need to pull up the gun, you should feel the need to pull the trigger. Yep. Don't even bother pulling out your the gun if you're not going to fire it. The only time you should ever hesitate pulling that trigger is if the guy immediately knows that he's fucked up and, and he puts his gun down and, and he slides it away from him and does some form of disarmament. Yep. And he and he surrenders. And I can guarantee you. The only person who's ever going to do that is someone who has a second firearm waiting. I don't ever. I would never trust someone who's ideologically motivated. The reason why is because if you look at anyone who's ever been in any kind of combat situation, ideologically motivated, they don't surrender. For them, surrender is death. Ideologically, yeah, they don't surrender. 
you can't again like you said in part one you can't put a bullet in an idea yeah if they're driven by an idea it's probably plan b for them yep they're essentially they've hit rock bottom and this is their way out Mm -hmm. as they're going out fighting for the one thing that they have never given up on Mm -hmm. so yeah most of the time they don't surrender that so um but the dehumanizing Dehumanization. Dehumanize. Dehumanize. <laughs> that you put on a, an instrument. That you put on this idea sandwich. <laughs> God <laughs> fucking damn it. Um, the dehumanization is. First of all, it, the whole idea of oh we're killing commies. Right? Okay, well this just makes you look I look fucking terrorist too. Yeah. And you may not see it way that way, but it puts a lot of people that you might have a chance of convincing. Now they're off put because they view as this fucking uh, kind of kind of negative terrorist. Yeah. You know what I mean? And as I've always said, a terrorist is always a good label to have if the state gives it to you. The, the, ter- the terrorist label, it's all dependent on who you're fucking talking to, really. Yeah. The government looks at us as terrorists. We're, we look at the government as terrorists. Yes. And that's why I've always said terrorists... It's just a label. A, it's just a label. It's just a label people give to groups of people. Um, it's very easy to give money. Very easy if you're in the United States to get Muslims a label. <laughs> well, that was fucking easy as one, two, three, man. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm just saying, guys. A lot of these people, they believe in Allah, which is not different than anything else. But I'm just By the saying, way, Allah in Arabic means God. God. But don't tell the working poor that we need their support on this. We need them to stay ignorant to us controlling them right so um essentially yeah it's it's easy to brand people terrorists when uh you disagree with them too disagree with them it's easy to it's easy to get in that mindset i will say that i do it myself everyone does because there are there are extremes out there that we're afraid of you know i i can't tell you how many times like i said i've been and threatened so many times by people who think differently than me just because I exist. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it gets to a point when you're just kind of over it. Like you're like you expect it out of people. And sometimes I go for that reaction because I don't know. I get a thrill out of it. I'm fucking rear. Don't 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 judge me. But <laughs> it's it's just. I understand where you're coming from, but like like I said, in this case, it's definitely unnecessary. Yes, um, and the, the whole case with Cataract House again, it was completely avoidable. Mm-hmm. Um, if he never showed up there that night, he would never have had to kill two people and injure a third one. And if he did show up, he should have stayed with his fucking crew. Yep. And should have been trained on real tactics. Yep. You can't have we can't have kids fighting our battles. We need to. And that's that's one thing because. I'm glad you brought up Bo uh, last in part one because uh, I was sitting sitting around at work doing uh, breaking a couple operators uh, over my knee because they were pissing. I'm kidding. I was actually breaking them for like the last break. <laughs> but one of the operators that I was breaking when I was watching this video, I do not like them. So I, I was envisioning me breaking them over my knee because it was helping me get through the break. Um. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, it was uh, it was like the whole um, 
oh, all these young kids don't know shit about politics. And it's like... Oh, I remember that video. Yeah, I love it because he was like, um, he was like, well, most of the founding fathers, when they... They were young? They were out young, young 20s. 20s. And some of them were teenagers. Yeah, and... Um, That's not to say that young people can't be educated. It's saying they need to be correctly educated, really. Yes. Uh, we, uh, I had, and also harkening back to the whole, uh, the whole Revo- American Revolution. Um, <clears throat> we had, uh, we had the issue come up where I used the Boston Tea Party. Um, every single time someone says that private property destruction isn't a protest. Um, it can and, it, and again, back to the whole terrorist thing. The Sons of Liberty... The British Empire declared the Sons of Liberty to be a terrorist organization. Mm-hmm. Um, our nation was born out of terroristic acts. It was tarring and feathering was something that was commonly done. Violent disobedience was we literally need to bring the back, but still was literally the founding of the fucking nation, and it was illegal under British law. So all you fucking conservatives that worship law need to stop calling yourselves. Uh, law-abiding citizens. Guess what? That's not fucking patriotic, you idiot. No. A patriot will understand... See, that's that's one thing I also like doing, is even though I don't care about the state, I always like being able to pass, especially from my military family background, be able to pass as some, as a patriot. You know, like, I could say, oh, sorry, like, the, the Constitution doesn't fucking mean shit anymore. And I actually have a couple constitutionalist friends on my Facebook who, a lot of times, they do agree with me on a lot of the shit that, like, I can package. Because they're like, I had one guy one time saying, oh, well, BLM blocks off highways. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. I'm like, why? They they obtained permits to, to do that this kind of stuff. Um, This is their freedom of protest. He's like, well, they shouldn't be able to block off roads. And it's like, look, I get it's an inconvenience to you. You can find an alternate route, though. You can find a way around them. It might be an inconvenience, but it's like, imagine being fucking profiled for being black. Imagine, you know, that's the whole point behind it. It's an inconvenience. It fucking sucks. You can it use your example, people. too, that you told me earlier. In the car. The, uh, shit. I forgot the entire conversation in that car. Oh, in terms about uh, your old car versus your new car. Had you oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, and anyone who actually wants to touch up on the whole black and white religion and all that shit. So, I used to drive. Um. I got a new car within the last time we were recording. In fact, it was about the, the, the week after we recorded. I got the car, and then I got COVID right after that. So, um, I... I upgraded and downgraded. I wanted something more safe because, you know, I'm starting my own family soon. So I wanted something safe for future children that are going to fucking be in the back seat and being little shits. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, though. Looking forward to it. It'd be the happiest time of my life. Fucking hating everything. <laughs> um, God, I'm so glad Slinger doesn't fucking listen to these goddamn fucking, fucking podcasts. Uh, that would be an argument for the time I never want to have. I can cut that out, too. It's fine. I don't okay. care. Leave it in there. We already have enough outtakes for this, this entire okay. night. Okay. Anyway, so, V6, all-wheel drive. I live in Michigan, so we have shitty summers and shitty winters. We just have shitty weather all around. We're surrounded by four out of the five Great Lakes. It's gonna fucking happen. Yep. Um... 
I used to I used to bitch and moan and complain every single time we had bad weather about people who used to drive five miles over the speed limit. I would gun it down a fifty five mile an hour section with snow on the road doing sixty mm-hmm. and fucking complain about people. I had a V six, which is a for sedans that aren't for sedans, a V six is the usually the biggest engine you can put in there. It was a three liter V six. I don't think I've ever seen a V eight in a sedan. It's not. It's not impossible. It's not impossible. I don't really think I've seen it. Don't before. mean I want to. Tr- I don't want to try it though. I want to fucking say fucking hell and swap a fucking sedan. Jeez, oh, yeah. Let's do it. But I mean, it's not that those people were scared of driving in the wintertime. I was driving a car that was built for essentially traction. That was had some of the best chances. Um, and I, I actually test this. If you put a fucking a V6 engine on a, on a front wheel, rear wheel drive, and then you put it on an all-wheel drive, the all-wheel drive will always have better traction control and thus better speed. Why well, I love that car. It's mm-hmm. the only reason why I love that car. It's fucking great traction, great speed. <laughs> the only issue is, is now today it was fucking rainy as shit when I was on my way to work, and it was still a little bit dark because it was about seven ish and now it's starting to get cold again so you know means the nights are going to start getting longer and uh my car that i have now is a four banger it's a 2.4 liter and it's front row drive so um i was fucking slipping and sliding around at 55 miles an hour going down that same stretch of road that i used to do 60 on when it was a little bit snow and i had a realization that moment of I'm that fucking guy right now. I'm that guy doing five under the speed limit. You are what you used to hate. I am what I used to hate. Yeah. And I realized that all that changed was what I had to work with. I downgraded an engine size and I downgraded an in traction control. So, obviously my car was going to underperform compared to my, my previous one. Mm-hmm. Um... Some people might be saying, oh, well, why would you purposely do that? Again, when you're running a fucking a, a car that has no AC and it's falling apart at the seams, trust me, anything is better than what you had. Yeah, nothing nothing sucks being in a car that doesn't have AC when it's hot outside while raining. Oh, fuck. It is terrible. I at least had like, those vents on the side of it so I could at least open up the windows and get some kind of airflow through that. Vehicle. Right. But, Dude, it fucking sucked ass, especially when I went back to doing the job that I have now. Oh my god, dude. But anyway. that essentially that is that analogy, that long drawn out analogy is what I'm kind of saying. When I had that V6, that all-wheel drive, essentially that's white privilege for you. That I had the opportunity. I had the vehicle that would bust through any obstacle that I had. I there was one time I remember I slid off the road in that in that car. I slid off the road, went through a business's lawn. I made it three quarters of the way through their lawn before I gained regained control of my car and was able to bring it to a stop. And at that point I looked up, seen the driveway like twenty feet in front of me, realized that the snow that I was in, that I was on was like maybe six inches thick. And I was like, again Three-liter V6, all-wheel drive. Fuck it, send it. I and I it. sent it, and I got to the fucking driveway. Yep. 
if I were to do that in my car now, no <laughs> I way, fucking spun out. So, uh, that's the whole idea of privilege. I had the opportunity. I didn't have something limiting me. Now, now I had to change up a couple things and get rid of things for something else. And it's it's kind of a shitty analogy to compare socioeconomic classes uh, with and pertaining to people to fucking contraction control and engine size on a car. It's it's not the greatest. It gets analogy, the point across. But it gets the point across. I never understood why people did on the speed limit in the state of Michigan. I'm like, you live here. You fucking understand that the weather shit. Why do you drive this slow anyways? And now yeah. I know. It's because people's vehicles sometimes don't have the capacity. And they need to get to their fucking job. So yep. it makes sense. Another, oh, yeah. Another thing, too, was the whole uh, Kyle approaching uh, the police after being after shooting. Yes. And him not getting shot. So, breaking news um, that just came out between the break between part one and part two that we did in, uh, in recording um, is they, and for once in a very long time, I'm siding with police on this one. Oh, my gosh. Well, and I'm, again. I'm kidding. Again. It's a weird fucking time for us. I know, right? Uh, nothing's, all nothing's black and white. Nothing, there's no good and evil in any situation. Yep. It just depends on narrative. And I'm not, I'm not defending them. I'm agreeing with their point that they're making on yeah. why they didn't take them in. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, and again, my whole situation on the on the shooting stands that one would never happen if he wasn't there, which he shouldn't have been there. And two, even if it did happen, if the third person was properly trained, Kyle Ritten- Rittenhouse wouldn't have been able to walk away without holes in his own body. Mm-hmm. Um, but he uh, he walked up past police. He had his arms up, his gun hanging around him like he had, and they let him go. Now, there was no police report of a shooting. There was no description of the shooting. There was just shots fired. That's all they heard. And there are so many armed protesters out there, and I do agree. Yeah. Again, I remember in part one saying that I've seen people walking around a fucking APC with firearms in their hands. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of people armed out there that night, so they just thought he was one of them. Yep. They didn't know who he was. They didn't know what he just did. So they let him walk. You can't blame the cops for that. You you can't. I understand angry. I understand cops usually fucking you know cover for people like that. Yeah. Um, this wasn't a situation where it was like Nicholas Cruz down in Parkland where they watched him fucking murder 17 people and were like, take him alive, guys. Take him alive. No, they didn't know that they, he they was... They didn't actually a, see it. They didn't know that he was a shooter. All they know was that gunshots had occurred in the area. That's it. In the area, and they knew that this guy was surrendering with a gun around him. And Kyle took advantage of the situation, left the scene... And he, that's another charge that they could press that they really wanted to was leaving the scene of a crime. That's two of them technically. I mean, if they he was really going to, to be he assholes. was going directly towards the police though. Yeah. Uh, so that's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. It's it's gonna be a fucking fuck fest when they have his actual court case. Yeah, I know. It's it's he's gonna get get charged with something. He's definitely seeing a cell. I know that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's no saving him in there. What's but... the over-under on him surviving it, though? Oh, surviving his jail sentence? Yeah. I don't know. I mean... 
It's all on what the, the inmates think of what happened because it's just if he gets thrown in Gen Pop, I don't think he'll survive. Maximum security, he might have a chance. Gen yeah. Pop, he's gonna he's he's gonna get fucking shanked. And prison changes you. Yeah. Uh, like I know from another group friend I was in, he was he was talking about, you know, once you get in, they really strip you of your your any they sense, break you they break you and you're owned essentially you know they make sure you know that and and from what i understand it's it's basically impossible to get out the, once you actually are out the difference between the military and inmates is consent that's a that is a good analogy um I was I recently had a guy who was 20 years in the Navy and he's just getting a job with us because his dad owns the company. A good guy. He's a good guy. He, you know, he comes up, shows up. He's a fun guy to work around with, you know, he does his job unlike the guy he's replacing. So, that's always fun. I, I enjoy people when they do their jobs. I, I love it. It's a very simple thing to especially, ask for. Especially the guy that he's replacing is such a fucking crybaby. He's like 60 years old. And he's like, I'm the manly man. And it's like, like today, I had three fucking changes to do and a press to fill up because Third Shift can't do their fucking job right. And he's like, did you get that press string yet so I could start working on it? Like, no, you dumb fuck. I have three other things to do. Sorry. If you want, you can go over there and drain it yourself. Everything's over there. No, no, no. That's your job. But you need to do it quickly. I'm what just the like, fucker? I'm going to fucking smack you across the face. How about that? <laughs> Fucking telling me how Jeez. to do it. So I did it last. I did it last. I said, fuck him. I'm standing up on I'm, this chair right now. I don't know why. I, I don't know. I don't know. Do what I'm, you want. I'm tired. I'm fucking no rules. Anyway. <laughs> no rules. But, um, he, uh, he, he essentially, he, he put it up to me in terms. He's like, when I signed on that dotted line, I became... A, uh, a property of the United States government. Basically, yep. The, the Department of Defense owned me. I wasn't allowed to have a political opinion. I wasn't allowed to have anything. I could not... Exp if I was in uniform, I was in uniform. I. You had to not represent yourself. You're just representing... You had to represent the country. Yep. Yep. You're and, not yourself anymore once you do that. Yeah. So, however, however he was before he... Yep. Got he's a great guy though. He's, he's pretty cool. I like him. Yeah. Well, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kyle. Whoever he was before, he's, he's not going to be anymore. He might be worse. He might be better. It's all relative to what happens. Yep. It's I find funny because they're saying that a lot that uh, felons should be allowed to vote, and I agree. Um. As long as you've served uh, yes. your time, your punishment. I think as long as long as uh, most people majority would believe it, believe it's been adequate. Yeah. Uh, not to not I mean do an appeal, but I think once you do your sir your sentence. Yeah. Uh, you you have all your rights restored. Yeah, I feel I feel like that's something that we could that's definitely on the talking table for that. Um. But uh, a lot I feel like one of the worst things we could do as a society is uh, restrict. Um, Political freedoms to people who are felons. Well, that's that's another dangerous slippery slope too. Because yeah. then, because especially if you felonize a whole bunch of bullshit, now you're taking away people's rights to vote. 
Look at that brain. Look at that brain turning some gears. Yeah. Um. No, they they'll. I didn't mean to be condescending with that, by the way. Oh but, no, no, I know. Um. Essentially, yeah. That, I think that's the main goal with it. Um. As you know, they've declared Antifa and and they're trying to get BLM to be a terrorist organization, even though it's not a fucking organization. There's but no leadership. It's, it's the same thing organized. with the redacted that they're trying to label as a fucking terrorist. Yeah. Group. Like, but it's not a group, it's an idea. Essentially, any affiliation. Now, I have a I have an Antifa patch for myself. Uh-huh. Um, if I'm caught with this, uh, technically, if they were to push that through and actually make it into law that Antifa is a terrorist organization, if I'm caught with that affiliation, I can be sentenced for a felony for a, for engaging in terrorist acts. Yeah. Just walking down the street with, with that it, on. With, with it, it on. Yeah. But now all you got to do is rebrand it. Yep. It's all you can fucking do is rebrand it. Yep. And now they have to go through the whole process of making it legally a terrorist organization. Yep. And before they can do that. Um, and that's the same thing with this igloo shit. Yeah. We can literally, you know how fast it was that it went from Hawaiian and Igloo to the CNN one, network? Dude, that some one week, boys. it went from fucking Big Igloo to the, it's like the Hawaiian fiesta or something like that. And then it went to CNN boys and it went to the redacted boys. Like the next day I woke up and I was like, oh yeah, CNN boys? No, we're the redacted boys now. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's, it, went, it went from Hawaiian shirts and Igloos to sombreros and CNN. Like, you can't stop the idea, man. You, you, you can't meme the memesters. Like. Yeah, really. You can't out-meme the memers. And, but that is that is one thing I do want to address, address, though. Is memes are the worst fucking thing in politics. You never understand how much you hate memes until you have to fucking explain shit at a basic level to people who only get their information from memes. I have a friend who's like that, and I had to fucking explain everything to him about the whole Kyle Rittenhouse situation. It's it a took, double-edged sword. Yep. It took it me provides plenty of lunch break to fucking get it through him. It It's plenty of entertainment for those who have the whole context, but for anyone who doesn't, now it's just like a form of propaganda. Yep. That's why they're so effective. It's yeah. it's fun for the people who are already drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> and now they get to force it down other people's throats. They, they know we'll believe it. Yeah, so... I will say all these... All the, the ideas of make, labeling them as terrorist organizations... Like I said, we already talked about what a, being a fucking terrorist is. It's all, it's all who you're talking to. And it's just a label. Yeah. But... They'll they'll have no problem turning that label against you. Yep. What you normalize the state doing to your enemy, they'll also normalize it doing to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so be I careful always, what you wish for. I'd like to point out that in the face of imperial defeat, and what I mean by that is we are facing the strongest nation to have ever existed. But we're it's facing, still... We're facing a nation that doesn't need a military because it is... It's not indefensible. And it's not because of its armed populace. It's because it's a logistical nightmare to invade the United States of America. Yeah. You're going through mountains to get to us. 
You're going through water to get to us. You're going through desert to get to us. Those are not... You have to go through all all the territories. All of the fucking terrain that has always made invasions difficult. You gotta go through all of it. Yep. The only spot way to go through would be the northern border. And even then, I don't think... Can, well, no, Canadians have the unfair advantage there. They're used to the cold fuck. Uh, yeah, I'll say, I mean, that's one advantage they have. But you'd have to go through Canada first. Yeah. Anyway, again, hypotheticals aside, our military is uh, redundant to us. We have such a strong economy, we don't have to go to war with people. We can ruin them by just fucking tanking their economy. By leveling our dipl- diplomacy and our own economy against them. Yep. We will fucking ruin any state in the world if we want to. The only one that can actually hold a fire to us is China right now because they're on the track to surpass us. And I could give a shit less because it's not my fucking worry. I don't care. Um, But in this state where we have such a strong consolidation of power... Mm-hmm. Saying that you're against the state, saying that you're against the United States government, and then buying into their propaganda of these people are your actual enemies. That's so fucking stupid. Yeah, you're not against the state, you're just for yourself. And it, and honestly, I heard it best said, uh, it was from Lockheed Rose, he's like, freedom's gotta start here, because guess what? If it happens anywhere else, we're gonna invade them. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yep, yep. Um, I remember one of the one of the better memes going around is, uh, dude, have you seen the United States today? Like, have you seen what their government is doing? The United States needs to invade them. This is terrific. <laughs> I'm just like, I get the United it. States needs to invade the United States. The United States needs to invade the United States to liberate the United States from the United States. And if, if any other country was the United States, the United States would have already invaded. Fucking liberated by now. <laughs> They oh would have been in some free American democracy. <laughs> United Statesception. Oh my gosh. And they're not wrong. This is... No, it's totally accurate. We've invaded for less. Right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Any... I feel like we sort of got off topic, but anyway, yeah. Uh, I mean, we're both tired of shit, dude. <laughs> right eh. now. Yeah, but going forward, we need to stop fucking... So one of the things I really want to do is try and at least hold on. Let me let me try and find some uh, something. Uh, uh, was a good post that I Compu- saw. Computing, computing, <laughs> computing, computing doesn't exist. Right. Uh, this was copied from a friend. Um, uh, this this was said very well. Uh, de-escalation should be paramount in these events. Whether you are one of the CNN boys or someone marching with BLM activists, please remember that de-escalation is vital. Stay unbiased and keep aggressive actors out of the out of the middle of things. If that guy in the red T-shirt had been asked to go home or go take a break somewhere else, there might not have been a shooting at all. That is a very fair point. Mm-hmm. And if she and he kept this fucking cool and didn't tell armed people to tell him to shoot him. If he fucked around, he found out. Yes. The only information that is important in any of these shootings is the actions surrounding the time. Doxing assailants and victims and waiving arrests and convictions for something years prior doesn't do anything but make you look biased. And I agree with this. 
because it doesn't really affect what happened in the actual situation. No. In very rare circumstances, does it actually apply? No. You don't know people's criminal records until after they die. Yes. Or after they get shot. Or yeah. due to the shooting. Agreed. If you, if you plan on being there on the streets on any side, take a moment and try, keyword try, to understand where everyone else is coming from. You don't have to agree with them. As Spike Conan uh, emphasizes, meet them where they are. If you can't do that, then perhaps you don't need to be there. And if you want to make this about economic systems, you're missing the point on this whole shit. But the main thing is, like I said, de-escalation. And we need to stop trying to just fucking paint anyone who disagree with us as an enemy and say, oh, well, kill, they're killing them as by if, Well, that's just stupid. If you meet on a ground of a common enemy, if you meet on a ground saying that I don't like cops, you don't like cops, maybe we have more in common, you will find um, your, your job as someone who's there for a community defense standpoint will get so much easier. And this is when when I was interviewing with the PDL, this is one thing that I told him was I was like, hey, you know, I'm I'm someone who is very open to talking to people of different political ideologies. I don't fuck around with fascists. I've already fucking made that clear already. I don't if Oh yeah, I told him that too. Yeah, I don't I when they asked like when is it when is it okay to punch a Nazi, I'm like always but I know for the sake, I'm not going to meme, I know that, you know, the whole legal aspect of it, I'm like, don't, I just won't engage them. I, I ignore them. They're, they're fucking shits in the, in the toilet for me. I don't care about them. So, um, but that's not to say that I won't, I won't engage them. I won't engage people who I think that are just misguided, disillusioned, mm-hmm. uh, people who are, you know angry because the world is changing Mm -hmm. it's a scary place it is it's definitely scary like i don't i didn't normally carry every day and now you see i am it's it's a scary world out there now for us and you know uh people are going to you got to take that into effect people are also going to be scared of you if they're unarmed and you are because they know that if you get angry, their life... Once you get angry, once you get angry, man, that anger usually takes and hold of you and then controls you. There's a great exercise um, to do. If you're ever armed and you feel angry, remove yourself from that situation. Take off your kit, set it down on the, on the sidewalk, and sit down right next to it. Take a walk Don't, or something. Yep. Don't obviously leave your kit unattended because yeah. obviously that's just fucking stupid and negligent. But you deserve to, you deserve whatever happens. Yeah, maybe go back to but, your car you know, or something. Just sit down, take off your kit, remove yourself away from any distractions, and remove yourself away from the fight. Um, it's not wor- it's not worth the risk of doing some stupid shit. Yeah, I've gotten I've had moments when I've been on range days where I've you know shit happened and I got angry I got angry at a couple of my friends and I understand they're friends in this context I had a loaded gun in my hand a fully loaded magazine in that gun if I wanted to I could have gave I could have caved in every single one of their fucking skulls before they had enough time to ready up their firearms to defend themselves on that range of day but want to know what I did I didn't because I realized that I was angry 
part of the whole fight about this. And uh, this, it, everything kind of circles back in the end. This is toxic masculinity that we're dealing with. I don't like ever saying it like, oh, it's toxic and everything. Well, I mean, the there's toxic behavior regardless of yes. the gender. But yes. it's just taking in the gender norms. I'm just, yeah, I'm doing the buzzword shit. Uh, it's essentially what it is, is you're taught to deal with violent situations with equal violence. And that's not the way to do it. When you meet violence with violence instead of uh, anger, it's essentially it's you're communing anger and violence as the same thing. Violence is an You're act. fighting fire with fire. Yeah. Violence is an act. Anger is an emotion. You can be violent and still have, believe righteous calls. You don't have to be angry to be violent. Yes. Um, which is why, that's why the left is really violent. They're not angry. They're just... They're righteous. They're, they believe they're righteous in their own way. So they're yeah. violent about that. Um, the same thing can be same thing can be said about the right too. Uh, it's essentially you don't meet it with the same intensity. You meet it to a level of I'm trying to understand you. Meet me here, and that's how you deescalate. You mm. work it down, and if someone doesn't want to deescalate, you leave. What do you do on Facebook when uh, when when people start getting your shit? When I start threatening for you me. For me, I usually either I've blocked someone or I literally just set my phone down and, right. and do something else. Yep. Remove yourself from the situation. Get my a mind of, off it. A lot of times if you're armed and people are getting angry with you and you walk away, a lot of times... Their anger will go down too. Their anger will go away too. There are key cases where people are fucking stupid and continue to be aggressive with you. Mm. And we... Already have seen this week what happens when people are aggressive with an armed person, especially someone who doesn't know how to control their emotions either. I feel like a lot of issues in society these days, if people, because I've I've done a great time, I have anger issues out the fucking wazoo, but I I've done what what I've found to fucking figure it out is I'll usually just sit there and if I start fucking feeling angry like if I start feeling my fucking blood pressure shoot up and me getting just pissed off at anything that moves I I stop whatever I'm doing whatever that's pissing me off I isolate and remove myself from it I recognize that I'm angry I recognize that I'm upset and I remove myself from the situation yeah you know you're not thinking clearly on it yeah you're, you're gonna think rash decisions because you're angry you're mm-hmm. you're you're going to think about shit that you don't that you shouldn't be thinking about so de-escalation is is de-escalation paramount. and is com- paramount. trying to trying to it's conflict and uh, resolution and coping mechanisms that's that's we really what it boils down to we can't blame cops for lacking skills that we ourselves lack because at the end of the day when you're doing community defense when you're out there in a protest and you're walking around armed protecting people and you start fucking throwing off shots because you can't control your emotion you're no good you're only going to cause more shit to go down you're no better than the blue lives that's that's just it you're no better than the blue lives because that's what they do they fear for their life boom 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 (laughs) yep they fear for their life or for a dog wagging its tail. They fear for their life over some woman sleeping in her own house. They fear for their life over some, some person. Some black watching. guy armed uh, just driving him and his family home. Yep. They fear for their life for some, uh, some black guy 
eating cereal in his own house. Or he some break into it. Or some black guy holding a BB gun in the middle of a fucking Walmart, and some person freaks out and thinks there's an active shooting Fuck you, going. Karen. No, seriously, that was yeah. Oh, no, 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 I remember that one. Yeah, fuck you, Karen. That's John, what I'm saying. Yeah. John, John Crawford. He's holding his son is holding a, like a BB gun, and he wanted to pick it up for his son, so he was calling nasty. And it was, and it was, it was, it was out of the box, and some random stranger walking by is like, "There's an active shooter!" And of course, cop comes in, running with his AR, finds that finds him and shoots him. Yep. You don't fucking and do that That's in that just, situation. The cop's not at fault. He was following. I fucking hate it. No, it's, it's definitely still the, the cop's it's still fault. A, it's still the cop for not assessing the situation. But yes. at the same time, he was told there was an active shooter. And he's like, he probably zeroed in on the fact of, I got to find someone matching this description. They they had the description of a black male holding a gun. That guy, unfortunately, fit, fit that description. And because someone was inconsiderate and most likely 90% fucking sure of this shit, racist as fuck. So oh, for sure. They thought there was an active shooter on the list. And, and because of their because overreaction, now they're causing someone else to overreact. Someone died. And another, yeah, that's yeah. just how it happened. Now he's dead. Now I gotta check. That's, that's the other side of the defund the police. And again, I'm one of those, I... I usually like to refer to myself as an absolutist. I believe a cab all the way. Mm. All cops are bastards. But at the same time... It's the job. It's not necessarily the person. It's the, it's the job. There there can be good cops. There can be good people that are just cops. Um, you know, there's there's people out there who... they uh, and I even, even in the interview with the PDL, they agreed with me on this. I, you know, I said, hey, you know, I understand cops as a job. They're, they're fucking terrible. But there are people out there that understand that some of the laws that they have to enforce are just fucking ridiculous. And they don't want to enforce them. So they're like, hey, fuck off. That's all I'm asking. Just fuck off. I don't care. I don't want to see you around here again because then I have to do something about it. I don't want to fucking do anything. So just fuck off. And then there's some cops who want to be a hero. And, you know, they're run into situations where they think that there's an active, an active danger situation to the public. And they know that if there's an active danger to the public, they have to neutralize the threat. And that's the case with Crawford. Unfortunately, an innocent man lost his life because the cop wanted to be a hero. I'm not saying that that cop was racist. Probably was. He's a cop. But. I mean, you don't really. Uh, it's like it's uh, like you said. He was follow. He, he was, was told. doing his job. And he knew, and he was looking out for the betterment of his community. He had now, good intentions, but... He had good intentions, but shit, at execution. Again, if we really want to talk about cops that are trying to play hero and fucking being complete shit at that, and obviously, we could talk about Frank Ardonias, the UPS driver. Oh, the UPS driver, yeah. Oh, man, God, every single time, and people just forget about that shit, and it's like... You just fucking <coughs> killed the innocent man, too, like... It's it's like a hostage negotiation, but they're like, guys, I know of the way anyone who who's ever played Rainbow Six Siege knows these memes. It's the fuse meme all over again. It's like, oh, is that a hostage here? Stick the explosive to the wall and shoots out the explosive into the room. Everyone dies in that room. Don't worry. It's fucking foolproof. <laughs> <laughs> including the hostage. Including the hostage. We don't need that fucker anyway. <laughs> 
but you you need conflict resolution. You need you need you need de-escalation. You need to understand how to assess situations and act on them appropriately. See, the thing is, and this is another thing ties into fucking uh, cops having too low of an IQ. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, like the well, they're, they're actually court ruling said they can they can stop people from becoming cops if they have too high of an IQ. And it's like, why would you want low IQ people in the first place unless you're trying to get away with some shit? Yeah. For example, if I want a community protected, I obviously would prefer someone with a higher IQ than yeah. a lower IQ. Uh, if they're like, personally, I would think if, if modern policing had to exist and I couldn't, like, abolish the state or whatever, what I would do is I'd make them have the mandatory de-escalation classes and I would make them take many psychological classes so I they think, know how to deal with people who are, at the very least, actually dangerous and know how to handle them. Yep. I think uh, one of the things that has definitely changed in the past uh, how policing does now it is something that that is called fear-based training oh yes uh that's definitely something that they are taught they are told if you're in fear go ahead and shoot basically hassan minhaj did a bit on this uh bo also did a did almost a 20 minute long video on this. jeremiah harding's video uh he mentioned this too and essentially what it is is yeah if you're if you feel you're in danger fucking mag dump that motherfucker Ask questions and later, you know. Essentially what it is is the community that you're you're supposed to serve and protect will kill you anytime they see fit. It's you're supposed to now fear the public. It's essentially your employers want to kill you. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. It is. I mean, don't get me wrong. Th- I've hated my employers in the past, but I never thought they were going to fucking kill me. Well, another thing, too, is that... Is that um, I felt like the job was going to kill me before. Well, they keep they they keep pushing out the narrative that they have a dangerous job, and of course, they're pushing out the staff. And now the police themselves believe it, even though it's bullshit. And now they're all scared for their life. You know, like oh, I'm so dangerous. No, it's never been safer to be a. You have some of the best options to the best body armor in the world do you have some of the best options you have the, the best, best training you got training. so many fucking resources there's that no you... reason why a civilian with a gun should scare the shit out of you enough to mag dump the motherfucker and, <laughs> and if you're still scared you should just fucking quit if you have to reload and mag dump the next one you got issues my friend yeah really it's i mean and it's all going back to the whole thing. And it's like most of cop training is just range day. And that's fucking hilarious because if range day is all they have for their training, dude, the all dude they know fucking the missed half his shots at point blank range on Jacob Blake. You can't fucking tell me yeah, really. that he spent his time at a range. Yeah, if if you spend all your day all, all your training at a fucking range, you can't hit a target you like hit a target three feet from three you feet in front of you. Yeah, with seven out of seven shots, You're, you have issues, my friend. You should never be trusted with a fucking firearm. No, I'm like I was saying uh, off mic when we were going to go get our food. Um, this is this is a, an American problem. Uh, yeah, is cops. A lot of a lot of states out there have disarmed police. They do just fine. And a lot of people say, oh, what happens when a crackhead breaks into your place? 
well, they call the cops, and the cops will come there, and they'll have an uh, armed unit nearby, on standby, and, you know, whatever the case may be, if they need that armed unit, they will get that armed unit there within, you know, quickly. Um, it works. Mm-hmm. Cops have returned to more of a role of the public public protectors. They've, uh, yeah, they still do evictions. They still do, you know, the, they all steal the a whole bunch of bullshit. shit. Yeah. But they're not out there capping people for walking to their SUV or sleeping at their house. They're not going out there to harass people, but nope. at least if they are, they're not doing it nearly as the same rate out in the U.S. No. Oh, anyway, I'm fucking tired of shit. I think we've said. I think I think we beat the shit out of this horse. If you ask me, all right. Like I think we need to we need to suggest them to be euthanized. It honestly. That leg is broken. It's not getting fixed. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, I think we've said we'll said our piece. Yeah. Uh, Donate, comment, interact. The, all the works that I usually do to close off. I'm fucking tired. I'm not gonna go through it. I'm sorry. To be honest, I haven't it's even broken, looked on any anything. It's a broken record. Anything me. YouTube wise on our last video. <laughs> sorry. Hey. It's our. I don't. I don't fucking care. I'll do it after this. After this. (coughs) All right. Thanks for listening, guys, and feel free to react with us. We'll see you the next time we record. All right. Bye. Uh, Tyler had a bit of a blooper um, during this episode that I edited out, and I thought it might be funny for you to listen to afterwards. So here it is. One second. I can edit that out. Uh. Yeah, uh, in fact, it, oh, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, do you have any allergy medicine? issue right on the air <laughs> all right now we can come back to it so what were you even saying um i don't know i got interrupted by a sneeze big time dude that door just does not want to stay closed there you go okay why well, i hate tankies yes that's what we were talking about yeah